Dogs are God's best work uh, because they're they're truly uh, ambassadors for unconditional love, for uh, just extraordinary joy in everything, curiosity, forgiveness. I mean, all of those qualities that we humans desire to have, but we're we're just not quite there. <laughs> Hi, everyone, and welcome to Positively Joy, a podcast on searching for the light in all seasons of life around us. We look for God in the everyday and choose joy even in the hard times. I'm your host, Yvette Walker, and I'd love for you to become a part of our online podcast family and join our Positively Joy community on Facebook. Visit PositivelyJoy.com for previous episodes and to check out our cool merch. And listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you go for podcasts. We drop episodes Monday and Thursday. Normally I close the door and I kick out the dog because generally she is very comfortable in my studio and she falls asleep and she starts snoring, which is what she's doing now. You might hear a little bit of dog snore in the background, but it felt right not to close her out for this show because this show is all about dogs and all about how they're God's best creatures. <laughs> and don't worry, you cat lovers out there. I love cats. I have two cats. But our guest is a big dog lover. And we're going to talk about a special dog of his that actually became the subject of a book, his latest book, The Last Hallelujah, Tales from the Trail. Father Bill is funny, and he's the only guy I know that would put his dog on the back jacket along with himself. I think you're going to really enjoy Father Bill Miller. We have an amazing guest on today. It's William Miller, who is the author of several books about my favorite subject, and that's our wonderful four-footed creatures. I will say dogs, because I do have cats as well. <laughs> I won't <laughs> but, hold that against you. That's right. <laughs> but he came out with a, a new book uh, at the end of last year called The Hallelujah <laughs> And I and I always I stumble over it a little bit myself because I laugh every time I say it. Um, but welcome to the podcast, Father Bill. Thank you so much. Yeah, the uh, uh, I had trouble saying that word too, uh, but my dog Willie was kind enough to to work with me on that. We we called it the last Hallelujah tour, and so uh, you know, as a priest and uh, as a dog lover, the word Hallelujah just made all the sense in the world to us. Oh, for sure, for <laughs> sure. Um, and I and I do want to say the complete name of the book. It's the last Hallelujah. It's Tales from the Trail. And you just mentioned Willie. So you have six dogs, but last year you lost your wonderful Willie. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about Willie and his very unus unusual name. <laughs> yes, he did have an unusual name. Um, so, um, you know, every dog is awesome. And uh, let's just begin with that observation because it's true. Uh, and they're all wonderful. But I think sometimes... Uh, a dog comes into our life who is just that one in a million dog. 
and uh, Willie was that dog for me. I met him on the island of Kauai. I was blessed to live in paradise for almost 10 years. And uh, when I moved there, I moved there from Texas and I really didn't know anyone. I had uh, taken a church job there and, uh, you know, left my family and friends back behind. And my veterinarian and her husband from Texas came to visit. And we went to the Humane Society there because it's a beautiful place. The animals on the island call it a, a five paw resort, actually. It's that nice. <laughs> Mountain views, not far from the ocean. And uh, we went to look at the at the critters, and uh, there was this this one uh, just joyful, loving, enthusiastic, exuberant beast in the back, and we took him out and uh, played with him, and my vet examined him and pronounced him psychologically sound and physically healthy, and so I named him um, as a sort of combination. I grew up in Texas. And I'm a big fan of music. And uh, and then living on the island of Kauai, the harbor where the ships come in is called Na Willy Willy Harbor. It's named after the Willy Willy tree. And so the Humane Society is very close to Na Willy Willy Harbor, where I met Willie, and I named him Na Willy Willy Nelson. So combining <laughs> my Texas roots and my new Hawaii home. And uh, I usually just called him Willie, but uh, when I would mention his full name, uh, it would typically get a laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you feature Willie prominently in the book, as well as many of your other dogs, but you feature Willie on the cover. And Willie is, he's hes wearing some unusual clothing. He is wearing <laughs> what appears to be the combination of uh, priestly vestments and, and Hawaiian garb. And I do want to mention that, Father Bill, you're an Episcopal priest. Yes. Um, so tell me a little bit about why Willie is depicted as such. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, a lot of people called him and still call him St. Willie of Wolfster. And he was just that kind of dog. He was just filled with pure, unconditional love. And I'm, I'm surrounded here. I live near New Orleans and I'm surrounded by wonderfully creative people and one of those is a woman whose name is Diana Branton, and she really loved Willie and loved the Hallelujah Tour and uh, wanted to design the, the cover, which is a, a, a saint's devotional candle is, is really how it's designed. And that's Willie's uh, beautiful face. And of course, the radiance just emanating from his being. And yes, he's wearing a traditional uh, saint's garb, liturgical garb with the added Hawaiian lei, because he was from the island of Kauai, the Garden Island. And in fact, he would often wear a lei, either a flower lei or a kukui nut lei when we were out on tour. And uh, he really seemed to enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He's, you know, I could be wrong, but he even appears to be holding his hands in kind of a, I don't know, a religious gesture. Yes. I think he's offering his excuse blessing. Me, excuse me. His pause, <laughs> his pause. We should get that straight. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. Yes. He is. He's definitely uh, offering a blessing with his paw. And, uh, you know, uh, 
I'm not sure I ever saw him literally do that, but he certainly spiritually did that wherever wherever we went together. And he was a blessing to to so many people. And so I wanted to capture our journey together and his uh, really extraordinary story. So let's just let's get down to the bottom line. So you are a pre Episcopal priest and you love dogs. We know that. And you talk a lot about dogs and God in the new book. Often they're in the same sentence and we all know what God spelled backwards is. <laughs> yes. So um, here's a big question. Are there dogs in heaven? I, I believe they are, you know, because um, I, I mean, I, I haven't I haven't experienced the afterlife, so I can't speak with any certainty. But I do believe that heaven is the best possible experience. And when I imagine the best possible experience, I imagine being in communion with those that I love and with God, who is pure love. And I, I like to say that God, that uh, dogs are God's best work uh, because they're, they're truly uh, ambassadors for unconditional love, for uh, just in extraordinary joy in everything, curiosity, forgiveness. I mean, all of those qualities that we humans desire to have, but we're we're just not quite there. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, definitely not. I, I mean, I, you know, a lot of what a lot of what you're pitching, I'm receiving because I've had a lot of dogs in my life. My sister has a golden retriever puppy now named Agape. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> which un, which means unconditional love. And right. um, and I have long, I think, felt me, the way that you do. There is a Twilight Zone episode, and you may know the one I'm talking about, where an old man goes hunting and he dies during the hunt. He wakes up and his dog is with him, his, his, his faithful hunting dog. And they're walking along and they get to a gate. And so the man is welcomed in, but the dog is not. So the man, you know, tells who we believe to be St. Peter. Nope. Listen, <laughs> if my dog can't come in, I'm not coming. So they keep walking, keep walking down, down a road and they get to another gate and it's an, it's another person and he's welcomed in and the dog is too. And so the old man says, well, you know, a ways down, I could not, you know, bring my dog in to heaven. Right. And he was like, Oh, you didn't, you didn't talk to that guy. Did you? And he said, well, yeah, he says, you know what? That guy's always trying to get people to go in that place, which means actually that was hell, not heaven. Right. But he said, but one thing, and, and I'm going to mess the, I'm going to mess the phrase up, but it's something like, you know, a man will stumble his way into, into hell, uh, but even even a dog will know that he, you know, that he'll he'll know the gates of hell, you know, which is, right. I, you know, I love that that idea about you wanting to bring your your best friend with you and that and that your best friend will be received with you. And, and you know, and and it was a silly question that I asked you, and I don't know if if we'll see that loved one, but um, we you know, we know that they they are such creatures of comfort and love and and the father has given them to us and so i think that's why yeah we we hope that's true anyway right <laughs> uh, we do and i just you know i can't imagine 
uh, a place of pure love and, and joy and bliss without them. And mm-hmm. I think it was Mark Twain who said, uh, if dogs don't go to heaven, I want to go where they go. <laughs> so <laughs> it's going to be a pretty good place. That's for, that's for sure. But you just, you know, for me, I, I really, um, I think it was Thomas Martin who said that his dog was his spiritual director. And if he really wanted to connect with God, he just hung out with his dog and paid close attention. And I, I feel that way. You know, I just feel closest to God and, Mm-hmm. And completely enveloped and surrounded with with pure, unconditional love when I'm in the, the midst of my my blessed beasts. <laughs> yes. Now, one line that I really love in the book, um, and you use it a few times, is God and dog is love. Um, mm. What does that mean to you? Yeah. So, you know, I think that um, there are a lot of competing ideas these days for what spirituality means, what religion means, what God means. And uh, I just don't think we can summarize what God is any better than adding a dog to the sentence and (laughs) adding love to the sentence. And we know that God is love. The the scriptures tell us plainly. And, uh, And I think with our dogs, we experience that in its purest form. Yeah. Now, have you gotten any pushback from, you know, ha- from referring to God and dog like in the same sentence or um, I, I don't believe I don't believe that you're that you're saying a dog is God. I don't I don't believe you're saying that. But that that the love that is generated is the same the way that we can feel it as mankind. But have you gotten any pushback from people who just. You know, that doesn't sit well with them or the fact that maybe you have them on the cover in priestly vestments. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, I'm a little bit uh, unique, I think, in my approach to spirituality because my writing is is I I, I think it's authentic and real and and earthy and honest and straightforward. And, uh, you know, kind of what you see is what you get. But it's also filled with humor. And I think that's rare for uh, religious writing or spiritual writing to, to contain humor. And so I think, you know, those that that see a disconnect there from being real and authentic and just telling the truth and uh, and those who don't have an animal and maybe don't quite get it, uh, they're probably not going to read what I'm writing anyway. And, you know, and there are always going to be critics out there. You're, you're just never going to that a thousand. Mm -hmm. And I learned that long, long ago. And you just have to be true to yourself and to your truth, you know, as you've experienced it. Um, I know that I am not perfect and I do not have perfect knowledge, but I know that the stories that I share are, are powerful for people and they're inspiring and they do communicate, I think, God's, God's love and God's blessing. So you just keep keep doing that thing you do, you know, yeah. <laughs> and hope that a lot of people get it. <laughs> yeah. You in the in the book and in the video, you have a you have a trailer video for uh, the book, too. Um, you talk about truth. And I, I think that uh, as people read these stories, I mean, there's so much there's humor, there's comfort in these stories. And we're going through a pretty difficult time in the last you know, year, maybe even few few years. Um, so for you, where does truth lie? 
You know, it's it's a great question, and I think it's an important question to ask because I think first of all, you know, truth has to align with ultimate value and our ultimate values, and you know, we we can discern what those are uh, from our own conscience, from our own experience with other people, from reading the scriptures, from reading all of the spiritual traditions. They do align in terms of you know, being kind to one another, loving each other, working for peace and justice and righteousness and all of those things that are close to the heart of God. Uh, And so I would say, first of all, um, it's not true if it doesn't align with those important values that we know to be true. The other thing I would say is that, you know, truth is everywhere. If God created the world and God said, you know what? this is good. <laughs> this is really good. Uh, I think there's a lot of truth out there. And, um, you know, if we're paying attention, if we're curious, uh, I think a lot of truth is going to be revealed to us and uh, we can test it, you know, and we can uh, seek wise counsel among uh, those whose experiences and intellects and hearts we respect. Uh, but, Truth is springing up all around us. I I always have this image of, you know, after uh, after the winter has passed and the spring has come, you begin to see, you know, the blossoms come. And and for me, that that's truth. It's really there. Sometimes it seems like it's disappeared, but it really is just hibernating. (laughs) It's going (laughs) to come back and we're going to see it if we're looking for it. Oh, so good. So good. Congratulations. You were married at the end of last year to your human, (laughs) as you call her. (laughs) Yes, my human. It was a true miracle after uh, decades of being uh, just with my beast, pretty much. (laughs) And you and you have six, six dogs now, even after Willie. Is that correct? We do. I um, I intended to have one dog. (laughs) and uh, my beautiful bride intended to have two dogs uh, and dogs find me and it's interesting because the dogs that find me often have a story Mm -hmm. and uh, they have a story that is an important one it's an inspiring one and I don't really go in search of them they seem to find me uh, and, uh, and so I pay attention when they do find me and it's hard for me to say no. Nope. <laughs> so I end up saying, come on in. And we live in a very small house uh, and we ne- we didn't really plan it this way, but uh, there are two humans and six dogs in the small house. And uh, it's kind of a, a disaster. It sort of looks like uh, a cyclone came through, but it is filled with love and uh, it's filled with more love than dog hair. And that's a lot. Wow, of that's yeah, that's saying a lot. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to ask you a question that I think could either be like the easiest thing in the world for you to answer or the most difficult. When was a time when you were truly overwhelmed by the love of God? Hmm. You know, um, a, a number of experiences come come to mind, um, but I would have to say that. The whole Hallelujah tour was was like that because, you know, here was my dog who was given three months to live back in November of 2016. And we got to the summer and he was still alive. I didn't know if he was going to make it. 
I didn't know if anybody would want to meet Willie or hear our dog stories or support uh, animals in their hometowns. And to see people come out and share his story and, and share in his joy and do good, just come together, people from every walk of life, uh, every you know religious tradition, didn't matter what their differences were, they came together to support Willie and to support animals in their community. And it was overwhelming. I mean, there were, it was a grueling trip. It was really hard and Willie did not drive and he did not navigate and he did not unload the car. <laughs> he just worked the room, which was, which was enough. Uh, but there were so many nights when we would go back to our hotel room, just the two of us. And uh, the biggest smile would uh, come over my face and just, uh, the, the spirit of, of true joy and contentment, uh, just thinking back on what we had experienced that day, the people we had met and their generosity, their willingness to share their stories, their vulnerabilities, the loss of their animals, their tragedies, as well as their triumphs. And it was just like um, a gate of openness and community had been unleashed through, through this beast uh, you know, knowing his story and knowing what he had been through and that he was still with us for some reason. So uh, it was like that a lot on that tour where I was just overwhelmed with a sense of God's presence. Wow. So other than uh, reading the other than getting the book and reading and sharing these stories, what can people do to basically to do what you did on the tour to help their local communities and the local animals. I mean, what, what would you suggest that they do? Yeah. So, you know, virtually every location has a humane society, an animal shelter, and uh, just plug in there, you know, plug in. If, uh, if you have some extra room in your house and you need another being, <laughs> another family member, uh, you know, you can go adopt one. But the, the opportunities are there. And uh, for Willie, you know, as a result of his good work, we started what's called the Hallelujah Foundation. And the Hallelujah Foundation, we're just kind of getting, getting started helping animals and helping people help animals. Uh, but there are opportunities uh, everywhere. And that was one of the beautiful things on the trip is that almost every location had partnered with their local animal shelter. Some were well-established, uh, some were just getting started. And uh, it allowed us to give them some publicity to, to get their name out there and to raise some money. We all the donations that we took in went went to those animal shelters. Our book, some of our book uh, sell, sale profits went to those animal shelters. So uh, the opportunities are really limitless for helping our animal friends. And you never know where where it might lead you. We uh, the Hallelujah Foundation has an affiliate chapter in Cape Town, South Africa. Wow. Oh, and we, that wasn't in the plan. It just, it was through uh, meeting some wonderful people there, uh, them hearing about Willie and his story and what we were doing. And uh, they said, you know what? We want to help animals in need in Cape Town. We love what you're doing. The name of, can we just be your affiliate? I said, absolutely. You go for it. So <laughs> they're doing great work uh, with animals in Cape Town. 
That is wonderful. That's wonderful. I just want to thank you so much for sharing these stories um, and also for encouraging people to get animals from um, from shelters. All my animals come from shelters. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I don't know that I've had any as unusual <laughs> as maybe <laughs> you've had right now. I have. Well, this is OK. Maybe this is so right now. I have a black lab. Her name is Lemon. And her name actually has an unusual story. I was told by uh, a person at the shelter who is British that the name Lemon means wild and crazy. And she was a young lab, so they named her that. Because at first I said, of course, is she a lemon? What's, you know, what's going on? <laughs> um, I love her. She's great. She's, uh, she's going on nine now. And I have never found ever a person who's either lived in Britain or is from Britain to know that story so i don't know if that's truly story you know truly truly the, the thing about her name or not um and i have a couple of cats you know we gotta love our our, our furry felines too um from Absolutely. shelters and then as i mentioned earlier my sister has a golden retriever puppy who is who is all puppy brain right now um <laughs> named agape so um mm-hmm. it's uh I think it's important. I think it's important. Um, and they give us such love in return for the little, just the little things we do for them. It's not much. It's not much to be kind to an animal. And they repay us so, so much, you know, many times over. Um, and, you know, we all know uh, in the creation story uh, that God created lots of animals, but I don't know. There's just nothing like the dog. <laughs> I, I just, you know, I believe God, God did his best work when he created those canines. <laughs> I just, yeah. you know, not, not anything wrong with humans. You know, some of my best friends are humans <laughs> uh, and I love cats too. I've had met some wonderful cats and I love their unique and strong personalities. You know, it's important. We can learn a lot from them, uh, but dogs are just the best for me. <laughs> yeah, they really are. Well, thank you so much for for speaking with us today. Uh, Everybody, please go ahead and grab your copy of The Last Hallelujah. It's really, really good. um, It's funny and, again, comforting in a lot of ways. And um, we appreciate it. And you've you've got some other books. Uh, He's he's written other books based on other dogs. Um, Sam, he had a dog named Sam that he wrote about. Um, But you've also also written about beer. So (laughs) so there may be, you know, in your catalog, there may be lots of books that people would be interested in checking out. Um, Yes, yes. There was the Gospel According to Sam and the Beer uh Drinker's Guide to God. Uh Uh, So, you know, whether you like dogs, beer, whatever, (laughs) there's something for you. (laughs) Just bring it back to God and I'm okay. (laughs) That's right. Absolutely. And that's what it's about. Father Bill, thank you so much. We appreciate you. Thank you. Enjoyed it. You've been listening to Positively Joy. I'm your host, Yvette Walker, and thank you so much for spending some time with us. Come on over to our website, PositivelyJoy.com. You can listen to past episodes. You can download a free teachable called Five Ways to Choose Joy. See our merchandise, cool t-shirts with our new logo, We've got a lot going on at PositivelyJoy.com. So we hope to see you there. Farewell for now.